0: Welcome to the J-Bug podcast. Today is November 3rd, 2020, and I have more than one issue I would like to talk about today. Of course, the most important issue is that today is the election of the United States president. And regardless of who turns out to win, regardless of when we find out who's going to win, hopefully if things go smoothly enough, we'll have a winner. And what I am worried about and many other people are seeming to worry about is how are Americans going to receive whoever wins? I personally think that Donald Trump will win because I personally think he has more supporters, what they call the silent majority, Uh, But those who want Biden to win are very passionate. And those who support Biden, they may be of the, of the, they may worry if uh, Biden wins that Trump supporters might become violent. And Trump supporters may worry that if Trump wins, the, 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 Tri- riots and protesting from Black Lives Matter and other leftist organizations are going to increase. And whether or not these fears are valid, I would more rather discuss the response. If How do we respond if there is violence? Especially because on a, min- a min- minute to midnight, they had a guest on who was an ex-Freemason, and he said that they're waiting for his intelligence basically said that the elite are waiting for the riots and protesting to go into the neighborhoods so that martial law can be declared. My own hope is that Trump is fighting against the new world order. But when you have new world order opposition, there's two types, there is genuine and there's controlled. So, The New World Order knows that they have to play two sides in order to maintain control. They have to play the forward side and the opposing side. And that's standard covert operation procedure. It's the good cop, bad cop game. And they know that people have critical thinking skills. And so they know that they can't just put forth their agenda without also putting forth an anti- New World Order agenda so that hopefully the Antichrist can come and merge the two and make everybody happy. And so the question is, is that Trump? Is Trump that person who's merging both the arm that is supporting the New World Order and the arm that is opposing the New World Order? Well, there's only one way we would know, and that is if we begin to lose our freedoms. Now, I think the New World Order would know... And be smart enough to know that you can't just put in a president uh, without controlled opposition. If you really want him to be president, you need controlled opposition. And you also need him to do a lot of good things for the American people. So you have this conflict that those who are the elite who are working to destroy our freedoms, they know how to play a double game. On the other hand, we can't pretend we can't discount the fact that there are real good genuine people who are willing to genuinely fight the new world order and is Trump on that team I've been hoping and giving the benefit of the doubt that he is um, but we have to have discernment in the long haul because if somebody is controlled opposition by the those trying to destroy our country, if they're controlled opposition, then in the short term, they're going to do everything that we would expect them to do to bring forth prosperity. But in the long run, it would lead to a loss of freedom. So far, Trump, everything Trump has done has been in support of freedom. It has been anti, especially in my personal discernment, if somebody is really against the new world order, they will expose the pedophilia. And Trump since the beginning has put forth a uh, a executive order to take away the assets of those who are found guilty of human trafficking. And after he did that a whole bunch of CEOs quit their jobs and a whole bunch of uh legislators stepped down from reelect being re- from running for reelection. And so so far what Trump has done has made me think he's genuinely good. And I'm not going to start saying he's controlled opposition when so far everything he's done has been genuinely good. If he's fighting against human trafficking, that's genuinely good. So I have reason to suppose that he is genuinely good, but we do need to understand that the new world order understands how to play a double game, how to make it look like to the American people that there is, They know they have to present to the American people two different sides that oppose each other. So in my opinion, one of the telling signs that we will know that this isn't a controlled opposition that is being fed to us to just consume, to con- con- continue the forward procession of total control that the New World Order wants, is martial law. The New World Order has been trying to implement martial law For a very long time. Once martial law in America comes to pass, then they can continue to have their new world order, the whole world subjected to it. Because America is kind of standing in that gap right now. And they need to take down America. So let's say that Trump gets elected and we start getting more, and I hope this isn't the case. I'm not trying to project or create this. But I'm trying to say, let's look at the principle of what could happen if looting and writing and mobocracy increases, if Trump wins the election, will Trump declare martial law? If that happens, then we lost our freedom. The new world order got what they always wanted. And that's how they want to do things. Generally... Uh, satanic ideology is to put people under enough pressure, whether that's one single person in a ritual or whether that's a whole society, it's the same principle. You put them under enough pressure where they accept that demonic contract for relief. They think, and they're in this belief system that I must now accept this demonic entity or this demonic belief system to control me and to possess me for relief from the pressure and the pain. That is how they work. That is how they get people to join them. They do it through pressure and deceit. So I'm trying to put the idea out there that even if we have on either side, but I'm using the scenario if Trump wins and there's rioting and, and anger and protests from the, I want to say paid opposition, because a lot of Democrats are not going to do that. But there are some that are being paid to do that. what I'm suggesting that if the solution is to take away our freedoms and to declare martial law and to make the good people have to be inside their houses at a certain time and the good people can't come out and the good people have to subject themselves to these rules. Then that means we are beginning to see the real Trump. If that is the real Trump and hopefully it's not, you know, he's very much been, let's keep our country open. Let's not shut things down. That means he's genuinely good. Hopefully that doesn't change. Um, but if we do start seeing, let's him say, you know, he's in his second term now, the first term. Yeah. He had to do what the American people wanted because he's up for reelection. Second term, it's a little less, uh, important whether or not he pleases the people. And so if he's saying, let's shut down the country or let's declare martial law, let's put the good people in their houses. I'm just willing to say, that's the time where we have to look and say, can we trust the principles that are being enacted? And I think we need to embrace the idea that we don't need martial law in order to be safe from those who like to destroy property and to attack people. We don't need martial law to protect us from that. There's other solutions. In fact, the more you empower good people and give them tools to, oh, whether it's deputizing more people, um, whether it <laughs> is using what resources we have as far as tracking people's social media posts, tracking people's public opinions that they put out publicly for everyone to see. There's ways that we can actually find out who's actually heading up the violence. Because I don't think the typical Republican. Or the typical Republican or Democrat is is like up for violence. There, It doesn't take much common sense to know there's some deeper rooted funding for violence. And if we're going to stop violence, we need to find that deeper root. Is it the Soros organization? Is it uh, secret groups? Corporations? Who is it that is funding any potential... Domestic terrorist organizational acts. And of course, such acts are never going to come out and put a bad name on themselves. They're going to put a, put a name on themselves that if you disagree with, you're going to look like you're a, a bad person. But that's being manipulative. And so the solution to any violence that could be coming up that people are, are preparing for, there's there's a general feeling of unrest and uneasiness does not mean we should delve into violence, does not mean we should delve into a civil war, does not mean we should start believing in an us versus them rhetoric. It means we need to look at the motivation behind the violence. And I would think nine times out of 10, you've got not the people on the street, that's the real issue, but the people who are funding the people on the street, that's the real issue. So for the average citizen to do the investigation, as they've done in the past, they found, huh, there's piles of bricks that are pre-placed in certain areas. That investigative work would be more helpful in stopping violence than having a civil war with your neighbor who thinks they're doing the right thing. Because if they don't agree to said group with a freedom-loving name, they don't agree to that. then. They will be persecuted and you, you get a really tough situation where you either join the mafia or or you get persecuted or die. It will create a civil war. And we don't want that. We don't want that at all. So we need to be looking for solutions to violence. Now, I'm not saying don't defend your home or don't defend your property, but I'm saying the, the Maskell measure to target violence is not violence. It's being intelligent. It's doing the underlying work, which, which is and can be done. Um, you know, communication can sometimes be an issue because there is a war between those trying to give out good communication and those who are not. And it may require, you know, you could probably do more to stop violence in your community by getting a ham license than getting gun training. Because communication is a huge issue in these types of scenarios. When the New World Order and the Illuminati want to take over a people, they use deceit 99% of the time. Violence is that 1%. That violence is where all the deceit is finally bearing fruit, but the work is in causing deception. And so by learning communication skills, by finding out the motivation behind it, which there is, there's a motivation because... There is a motivation to obtain total control over humanity. That's a parasitical mindset that has been part of humanity for a very long time. And they're hoping that this will be their new age where they'll be able to finally implement this control system where they're able to continue to clamp down on human ingenuity and force people to reproduce less and for population to be reduced and for those who see themselves as the top level controllers to be able to have the planet to themselves. So there is an agenda here. It's a parasitical one. And the best thing it can do is to cause us to have violence between two different ideologies. Well, the way we, we cure that is through truth, through long suffering, sometimes even being willing to turn the other cheek because that has a lot of influence on someone who's being motivated by a lot of times the the types of people who are accepting a job to go cause violence are people who've already been through a lot of disabling situations and they have a victim mentality and they're easily swayed by the deceptive tactics of those motivated to use them for their own agendas. And these people can be rescued if we pray for them. And if we give them opportunity to overcome the victim mentality, by giving them opportunities to pursue life, liberty, and happiness, and property, and, and truth, and information. I, I think that having freedom of information is part of pursuing life, liberty, and happiness. So there should never be a reason for a president to declare martial law. If there's mobocracy in the streets, then we can cure mobocracy in the streets... With helping the good people make arrests, find the, find the leaders, find the funding, find the deeper uh, groups that are, that are behind the violence in the street and using intelligence and stopping the violence from a level of an intelligence and communication level and not through brute force, not through returning violence with violence. Uh, martial law will only serve to strip good people of their abilities and responsibilities and their ingenuity to solve problems. Martial law will clamp down on the human spirit more, even if it's done in the name of protection, even if it's done because people think it will help in the long run, it will not help. It may provide a little bit of relief in the short term, but in the long run, (sighs) martial law will clamp down on our not the freedom of the bad people, but the freedom of the good people. So it would be better to make the arrests of those who are willing to promote violence, which some people are already doing. Some people are already doing it on social media. So if if we really want to stop it, we need to be making the arrests on those who are making threats of domestic terrorism and using that to find out who's funding them and, and start dismantling this deeper network that's going on. We don't need martial law to dismantle planned or pre-planned acts of violence. And the media, you know, just like you can't, if you're in a crowded building, you can't yell fire if there's no fire. Um, If the media is doing things that are the equivalent of causing fear when there's nothing to be afraid of, when they're saying things that are causing obsessive fear and that can and evidence and credentials can be shown that it's overhyped, the fear is overhyped, then they're complicit in creating a spirit of uprising among people. And that's not protected speech. You don't have the right to cause, uh, so much fear that it makes people react. And so the media is not, um, not should not, the media needs to be held accountable so that they're not, um, making people think that if Trump wins, we're all going to die. You know, some people have said stuff like this, that the equivalent is to make people completely fearful and, feel like they have to react with violence or else they're going to something awful might happen to them. And that's not sound mind, sound reasoning. That's the equivalent of yelling fire in a crowded building. It's just not protected speech. It's not right to cause that kind of chaos in people. So we're not going to need martial law, even if there's violence because people are are being paid to protest if Trump wins or or vice versa, who knows? We don't need martial law. If there is martial law, then we need to look at this and say, you know, we as Americans, we want a good president. We don't want to be voting for controlled opposition to the new world order agenda. And I hope Trump's not that person. I really hope that he's not, but we'll know for sure because he'll continue after he's elected. Hopefully if he's elected, he'll continue to, um, allow good people more freedom, not less which martial law would make good people submit to more tyranny. That would be a bad sign. That would be a sign that as Americans, maybe we made a mistake. Maybe we need to wake up and see, ah, the Illuminati, they're, they're playing two hands here. I hope that's not the case. And I hope that we, we can continue to support Trump and he'll continue to support what's good for our, our country which includes freedom and individual rights. But I do not want to see people calling for martial law. I do not want to see that. That is not going to be good for the majority of people. We can arrest people who are violent without calling for martial law. So those are the main things I wanted to discuss today. And it's, you know, it's kind of the same issue as like gun control, right? Right. If you make gun control laws, you're not going to prevent bad people from getting guns. You're going to prevent good people from getting guns. And statistically speaking, according to, I like to reference Glenn Beck's book, Arguing with Idiots. He's got a chapter with lots of statistics in there on gun control and how when places enacted more gun control, there ended up being more crime in those areas. Places that have more guns per person per capita have less violence, so you can look up all those statistics, so we do not want to make laws that hurt good people. <laughs> our laws need to support good people in maintaining their individual liberties and rights. so the same thing we wouldn't want martial law in response to violence, and we wouldn't want violence in in response to violence ideally now we need to protect our homes and families, but Ideally, we need to use uh, what we can control, our city councils, our sheriffs, uh, who we can deputize, who we can, you know, the process of arresting those who are inciting violence. You know, these are all peaceful ways of dealing with planned protests or on off the cuff protests that turn violent. So these are my thoughts. I am hoping everything goes well for this election today. I hope people can be kind to each other and that we can have a good spirit about us and accept the election results, whatever they are. If Biden wins, I think we continue to work on sharing true principles of freedom and individual responsibility and the wonderful human ingenuity that gives people a connection to God, a connection to uh, solving problems and a connection to growing the economy without external force and control stifling it. Um, So principles of conservative government are what helps a society become strong and free and frankly really wealthy and prosperous you know taxing those who are who are prosperous is a projection of envy from the poor to the rich and you can't judge a rich person if you've never been rich if you're a poor person and you judge rich people and you've never been rich then maybe you're projecting your envy of them on them maybe you're the envious person and they're actually The more kind person. You don't really know. And so we need to support principles that support hard work and that reward hard work and that reward innovation and that reward ingenuity. And that means allowing people that get rich to be able to keep their money and not be taxed extra and not be penalized for their ingenuity. We need, that was definitely a principle in the 10 steps of communism that Marx wrote in his manifesto, that gradated tax, where you're taxing the rich more, is a principle of communism. We definitely don't think in history that it's communism that has made the world prosperous. It's definitely capitalism that has created Wonderful technology, wonderful blessings that have blessed even those who are poor. Even poor people a lot of times can afford a phone these days. That's because of human ingenuity and that developed in a capitalist environment. And if you look at the price and the increase in technology when it comes to capitalist principles that are more operational in the development of, say, computers versus technology that is more Communist in principle, such as healthcare, and you look at the price difference, we see that the price in a capitalist based economy, like the price of computers, has come down. But the price of healthcare, which has been because of health insurance streamlined to become more of a communist environment, has actually made the price of healthcare increase ex- exponentially. So, communist principles are not good for long term health. They're good for short-term health, and that's why people vote for it. But it weakens society exponentially in the long term. And we need to teach that, understand why we should have capitalist values. It's not like what they say because people are evil and selfish. It's because part of being prosperous is taking responsibility for one's own needs and if you can learn that ability, then you can help others as well by free will and not by force. So this is the J podcast. I hope you all enjoy voting today if you haven't already. And I hope you take care. Thanks for listening.